0: Happening weirdos, this is Michaela Watkins. Uh, she's in one of my favorite movies of all time, *Wanderlust*. On one of my favorite TV shows, *Transparent*. Uh, incredible on *Casual* on Hulu, which is incredible as well. She's incredible in everything she does. Uh, Unicorn on CBS. She's just unbelievable. A wonderful person, a wonderful friend, and a wonderful you made it weird guest that I'm very excited for you guys to check out. If you enjoy this show. And you want to show your support? It always helps us out if you try one of the Pete's picks. Currently, I'm wearing a Pete's pick. It is pandas. I'm wearing my Me Undies. Me Undies, the best underwear that I. Well, it's the only underwear that I wear. I did a complete overhaul. I heard about Me Undies on another podcast a few years back. I said I'm tired of wearing. Well, not great underwear. <laughs> is that an overshare? So I just did a top to tails, well tails reboot, and now all I wear is MeUndies. I wear their lounge pants for PJs. I wear their onesies in the winter, like right now, and I wear their boxer briefs. And I love them. MeUndies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. That's why MeUndies sources the softest, most comfortable fabrics imaginable. Micro modal fabric, super soft. Express yourself every day in new limited edition prints because what you wear on the outside should empower you from the inside. That's like their whole thing. In fact, I am a member of the Miendies membership, so I just got my St. Patty's Day uh, Miendies, which of course are shamrock and green, which is wonderful. So I will not be pinched on St. Patrick's Day. You know, when you uh, rush home to uh, change into something more comfortable. That is MeUndies. It's like they pull the clouds from the sky, from the very sky, and spin it into undies, socks, uh, bralettes, loungewear. As I mentioned, they have endless styles in size XL to 4XL. I actually wear 3XL. I have a 40 waist. I, I don't like them too tight, so I do 3XL. They sustainably, uh, they're sustainably, excuse me, soft micro modal, and their new ultralight breathe fabrics are so comfy and, well, breathable, you can move free or not. It's up to you. <laughs> so you can move free. Or not. It's up to you. You know what I mean? You want to move free. Meandies has a great offer for weirdos. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off And free shipping. MeUndies also has a problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any of the products for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. So show your support of this show and get yourself some unbelievable soft underwear, lounge pants, bralettes, whatever you want. MeUndies.com slash weird for 15% off your first order and free shipping. That's MeUndies.com slash weird. It's also brought to us by our friends at Living Libations. I don't know if you guys are on the Living Libations train, but Val, Baby Lee, and I, we are a Living Libations family. I am mindful and have been for many years of what I put in my body when it comes to food and drinks. But I realized I wasn't being very careful about what I put on my body. Of course, what you put on your body ends up in your body. But I didn't know that. I was out there buying shaving cream and face washes that I thought were high end. I thought were fancy and good because they sounded ex- uh, French and they were expensive. But of course they're actually made from by ke- companies that don't care about us. Filled with chemicals linked to disease and toxicity levels never intended for humans. So I want to eat food where I recognize the ingredients and I realized I wanted my skin care to be the same. Enter Living Libations. They have done a, again to say Top to Tales reboot of every skincare, uh, dental care, um, lotion, face wash. They have everything. If you want to show your support of this podcast, I promise you Living Libations not only has a natural alternative to what you're using, they have a better version of that product, like the Ginger Exfoliating Scrub which is what I use before I shave. I love it, and it is the most badass and most effective and grittiest, which is what you want in an exfoliant. It's the grittiest, most rough, perfect, natural ingredients I recognize exfoliant I've ever found. Blows any of the other ones away that you would get at CVS or whatever. It's made with plants and oils and extracts that I recognize as real and natural, and it works. I use their Best Skin Ever moisturizer at bed, Uh, At bed, (laughs) what am I, uh, an alien pretending to be human? At bed, I use Bet's Skin Ever Moisturizer, but I do before bed. It smells great, it feels great, gets my skin looking great, vibrant, and alive, because I'm putting things on it that are also vibrant and alive. But whatever you need, face, body, eyes, teeth, even babies, Living Libations has a premium, natural, wonderful product to replace the random chemical nightmare they sell at 7-Eleven. And... Not only will you show your support of this show, means a lot to me, but go to livinglibations.com and use promo code WEIRD at checkout. You'll get 20% off. Show your support. Appreciate it. Livinglibations.com, promo code WEIRD for 20% off. Last but not least, speaking of baby care, being a parent is hard. Any of the new parents out there, you are finding this out. Any of the parents with slightly older kids, you know this already. It's really, really hard. So when you go to get diapers to prevent the next blowout or the eventual blowout or maybe a blowout that already happened while you're listening to this podcast... Finding a diaper that is absorbent and soft without spending a fortune shouldn't be so hard. It shouldn't be as hard as parenting is. Choosing what's best for your baby and what's best for your budget shouldn't always be a losing battle for your wallet. And Hello Bello is here to lighten the load, pun intended, on the bank account all while keeping your baby comfy and dry. If the thought of getting yourself ready, carrying the baby to the car and putting your mask on, going to the store and getting a pack of diapers because you suddenly ran out sounds just as awful as it is, don't do it. Get those diapers delivered automatically with Hello Bello. Co-founded by Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, who is great on this podcast, Hello Bello is built on the simple idea that babies deserve the best, which is why they offer premium baby products at affordable prices. The diaper, diaper, I always fumble that, the diaper bundling service lets you choose from over 20 different fun rotating designs, which I always say you don't think that matters. But when I'm trying to talk Leland into putting on some uh, some pull-ups, It really helps if I can say, do you want the ones that have little explosions on them, or do you want the ones that have the little bugs on them? She has a little agency, a little choice, makes it easier. Each bundle comes with seven packs of diapers, four packs of plant-based wipes, and even one full-size product freebie with your first order, if you want some diapers and you want great diapers and you don't want to worry about it and you want it delivered and show your support of the show, go to Hello HelloBello, dot com slash weird to build your bundle and HelloBello will send you diapers on a cadence that works for you. Plus, the shipping is free and you can cancel anytime. No gotchas. Get super soft, super absorbent, super affordable diapers delivered right to your door from HelloBello. And right now, if you go to HelloBello.com slash weird, you'll get 25% off your diaper bundle order. That's a huge bang for your buck and a lot of potential blowouts saved. That's hellobello.com slash weird to start build, bundling, excuse me, with 25% off your order, plus get 15% off any add-ons like vitamins or more wipes. Don't forget, that's hellobello.com slash weird and show your support of the podcast. That's it, everybody. I'm so excited for you to hear Michaela Watkins' She only had 90 minutes, so it's a little bit of a shorter episode, but um, like all great comedians and improvisers, she came ready to go, and we we got everything in a good episode uh, in a little bit less time. So I hope you enjoy it. Hope you guys are healthy and safe. Be excellent to each other, and get into it. Kay, what? What is this? New puppy. New puppy?
1: new puppy (laughs) we had it with jeff
0: that's it you're done congratulations
1: like we just just get it you know we're like jeff we get it you know
0: (laughs) no no more uh we thought our dog ran away this week and that made me realize yeah it was silly um is it okay, Michaela? If yeah. we're uh, recording, yeah. we're just recording. Is that okay? Would
1: you just?
0: Say? I said we're we're record. We just record right off the bat. Is that okay? Oh
1: shit! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: let me put on my showbiz. Let
1: me put on my showbiz earbuds.
0: <laughs> I, I don't uh, need you to turn it on. I'm just. I don't want you to feel sabotaged when I tell you.
1: Oh, that's good. But we play. let me just work out a few farts real fast. <laughs>
0: Ah we would uh we would edit out the farts. We're very gentlemen gentlemen and, and uh lord and ladies of manners.
1: And I was like, keep them, they're some of my best.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Do you and Fred uh fart in front of each other? We've no. been Ah Mm-mm. Hard no. no.
1: I, had, I had that relationship and it's it was it was not it's not <laughs> I mean it's not like we don't. It's not like we're like you shall never, like, it wasn't in her vows. Thou shalt not fart.
0: <laughs> in a commandment form. <laughs> Old English, King James uh, wedding vows. Um, I Now, I, with more comedians that I ask and they all say no, I feel uh, like an outlier because I, I definitely do in front of Val. I don't, let's put it this way, I don't let every single one through the door. Okay. But if it's like a. First of all, I'm vegan. You know, I'm a vegan. Different, yeah. different game with with farts. Different game. You can fart in an elevator. Nobody's gonna know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do the story about that. Somebody, I have a terrible story. What story? About farting in an elevator.
0: Tell me the story.
1: Oh, it's just one of the worst. Moments.
0: I need to hear it. I need to savor it.
1: You cannot move a video while not. Okay, sorry. I'm just trying to work out some. Zoom situations
0: here right now That would be a funny thing to say If you were like doing BDSM And you're chained to a wall And someone's whipping you And it's like a New Yorker cartoon And someone walks in and you say Sorry I'm just working out a few kinks
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kinks Do Do I sound okay?
0: Yeah you sound great
1: Okay
0: You got a real mic
1: I do but see it's um...
0: Okay Oh oh, that sounds great
1: Yeah see Whoa whoa Worth it. Oh,
0: I wish everybody sounded this good. Oh. Why is this so good? It's so good. Why are, why are you so good? <laughs> it's such a funny thing for an old man, which is what I was taking that to be to say. Why are you so good? It's like why creepy. Are so, why, why are you so good? <laughs> Someone who's seen a lot, of, a lot of life saying to someone, why are you so good, just tells me that they've been so bad, and, and now they're, they're dying, and they look to their granddaughter, and they're like, why are you so good?
2: What, <laughs> I
1: did, what did I do that was so
0: good? Me and Mulaney um, used to joke that the funniest thing an American Idol mm-hmm. judge could say if they didn't like the performance Because, you know, like, remember Paul Abdul would always say something kind of nice. Like, you have great shoes or something. We were like, how funny would it be if they were like, you seem like a kind person. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, they can't sing at all. But, like, you seem really kind and gentle.
1: (laughs) I would be like, fuck you. How kind am I now? Oh, my God. That's just horrible. I know. It's like right up there with when somebody says, like. After a show or something, a live show, and they're like, "You
0: look like you were having
1: so much fun."
0: Oh my god! Just say so nothing. Good. Just yeah, say just nothing. Say,
1: just say, "I hope you enjoyed masturbating," because that's what it <laughs> felt like to watch you.
0: That is so funny. You know what I could use is uh, thanks for the tickets. Don't get me started on this subject, Lara. Mm-hmm. Lara Bites, mm-hmm. who I was touring with. We would have people come backstage, and it was just like a joke. Uh-huh. People from your past are there, and no one ever said anything about the show, and no one ever said even like if you don't want to talk about the show, you can still say thanks for getting us in. Mm-hmm. Not that not that I need it, but it's 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 nice. It's polite. I oh,
1: wouldn't even say thanks. Nothing. The they oh, just shit.
0: jump into like an old uh, like your rapport that you had in high school. They'll start like making fun of you or talking about how weird you were or whatever and I'm just like but
1: don't you we just... think it's maybe they're so having social anxiety of
0: course of yeah. course and I would want someone to extend that grace to me But this is what polity is.
1: fuck them! But fuck them! And fucking selfish little anxieties. But isn't
0: being polite a good way around social anxiety? Isn't being, isn't the whole Jane Austen time was just like anxious people that instead of being like, I don't know what we're doing here, they were like, look at the frills on your dress as I live and breathe, you know? Like, that was, (laughs) that was a way around it. It's things other people came up with that you can say instead of a deafening silence and a reminder that we all one day die.
1: Yeah, like what? But I think that's because it's so common. Be, not everybody can be that. Not everybody can hate, have hated every performance that much. So <laughs> it must be that people just genuinely don't get it. They just yeah. don't get it. Like they. I, don't, don't think- I mean, my husband is not in our you know performer in any way, shape, or form. And you know, I think I kind of had to like sort of like kind of nudge him when we'd see something. And I'd be like, no, but you were really good. Like you know what I mean? Because he'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> wow You know He just like Remarked about something And I'm like And you were amazing
0: Yes <laughs> People know I've and said And he's like
1: Absolutely yes. You were absolutely wonderful It's just not the first thing
0: That he would I think people don't realize How sensitive You still remain Like I'm sure Jerry Seinfeld Would still Despite what he might say mm-hmm. Would still like you to say That was incredible Like what You're a You're not fu- even
1: Remaining sensitive You're most sensitive After a show
2: <laughs>
0: Right! Right! You just showed yourself. (laughs) You just showed yourself. (laughs) Yeah, because
1: during the show, you have a job to do. Right. And then after the show, you're like, what job did I just
0: do? That is... (laughs) You just hit it on the head. That is what I don't miss. I do miss performing. Mm -hmm. um, Not as much as I thought I would. But what I don't miss is when the show is done constantly replaying it, Mm -hmm. how you could have done it I've mm-hmm. even done little Zoom shows and I'm still like, man, I should have said this or that, mm-hmm. like it would have been great to say. And it's not even it's not conscious. It's it's happening subconsciously.
1: There should be a word for that, like the that the after-show moment for every performer because when I I remember I was like going through a broken heart and mm. I was single and every single night after the show, I would drive home And cry (laughs) and I don't know what the feeling was. Like I could have had a slam dunk show and everybody in the, you know, in the lobby afterwards, it's like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I still get, would get in my car and like cry. It's like this lonely, sad, vulnerable. Like, I think it was, I'm not about to go home and download it with somebody. I'm not, you know, it was like, it was just like this empty now what moment. Maybe that, it's
0: not, yeah. We edited edited it out of the pilot of Crashing, but one of the lines that I said on stage after my wife and the show leaves me mm. is I usually would text her after the, I'm saying this on stage. Usually I would text her after the show to tell her how it was, but now I have no one to tell. <laughs> and, mm. and that was a line that was, I thought it was really, mm. really good. And it made me like choke up when I was saying it because it's so true. Yeah. So I wonder if you were feeling like, oh, no, I fooled them. Like, they all think I'm fine. And that's the opposite of being seen. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you go to a party and everyone thinks you're great, and then you go home and you're sad, that is lonely. and That's a lonely feeling.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, like, also that I tricked myself that that's the most important thing, was to make the audience laugh and like me. But really the most important thing is someone who loves you and loves you, you know, that you look back. Yeah. <laughs> that's not happening right now.
0: That's so funny. Um, yeah, That's what Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant said. They were like, the key to happiness is is someone to share your life with, however you interpret that.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: I do think that the young person, you and I have that in common. I was like, we got to kill. We mm-hmm. have to shine, mm-hmm. sparkle, be set apart, be mm-hmm. noticed. And then later, through my divorce and through your heartbreak, you're sort mm-hmm. of like... Yeah, but coming back to that apartment, I think that's why there's so much drinking and drugs. It's like we yeah. use that as, as like placeholder, or a lot of people do use it as a placeholder. Do you ever get into that when you've been performing for so long? Yeah,
1: but I'm not a, I'm not, um, I, I don't have that kind of personality. I guess people say
0: mm-hmm. Is that a
1: personality. I don't know if it's a personality. Um, brain I, chemistry. Maybe it's a brain chemistry. Okay.
0: But that's what a person – I mean, that's the same thing, I guess. No, it
1: really is because, yeah. you know, right before my period, like, I'm a different person. Yeah. Um. And that's chemistry. But I – uh, and right after – and during – let's talk about that. <laughs> um, let's talk about my period. I was going to um, say
0: right after. Well, I, can I just put this to you? Like, when you're mm-hmm. ovulating, I'm fascinated mm-hmm. with this. When you're ovulating, you are more outgoing. And so many women in show business are doing impressions of ovulating women. Mm -hmm. Like that's what Britney Spears' voice is when she's like, I'm a slave. Like those affectations (laughs) are the affectations of an ovulating, fertile person. It's crazy. Once you notice it, you're just like- I
1: have no fucking idea what you're talking about right now.
0: I'm (laughs) I'm gonna change your life. They did a study where they had college women call in- and leave a message just how they, how their week was going. They didn't tell uh-huh. them what they were studying. Oh,
1: this is cool. Okay. And
0: then when they called in, they would be like, Hey, it's Alyssa. Um, I had a pretty good week. And, and that was like during their period or, or about right. to get their period. And then yeah. when they were ovulating, they would be like, Hey, it's Melissa. <laughs> I am having a great week. Where do we get these cues? Like, if you want to be led into a nightclub, you do ovulation voice. You go like, Hi, can you get us in? You know, it's like that. It's a cue. That's so good to know. Like the way blush is to simulate a flush woman, which means the blood is moving, which means she's fertile, she's ready to go. Red lips are the sign of ovulation. It's all ovulation, baby.
1: Hi, can I upgrade to first class? That's it.
0: Oh, well, real like forget right. forget me mansplaining this to you. This is something you experience. Do you no, no, notice no,
1: no. I, I've when not you're? That. I've read. I've read, and I I know it's true that like when you're ovulating, you're more attracted to if you're. This is a heteronormative study, obviously, but when you're you're attracted to like, you know, hairy guys like a beard, yeah. and like heavy sh- testosterone, like, a, like testosterone in a chest and things like that, a deep voice,
0: Fred, basically,
1: so, yeah, my, my <laughs> head, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those really get you get you going, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we're in perpetual ovulation over here, but. Uh, <laughs>
0: You were kind of, you, just a big you saying, fuck palace over here. You, you never... <laughs> <laughs> fuck palace! You were never uh, a big drug or alcohol person when you I were mean, I, starting I've up. done
1: a lot of drugs and I've drank, I drank a lot of alcohol. Um, I just uh, haven't had a problem with it in the way that people have problems. I have a problem with it and I'm like, I probably shouldn't, but okay, I'll have a glass. But I have a glass and then I go to bed.
0: Yeah, that doesn't... And, uh, I was just watching Casual to get ready for this, and there was a scene, and also to enjoy it, but there was a scene where someone's (laughs) drinking a martini, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: I was like, the PR campaign for the martini is unbelievable. It's Mm -hmm. like six shots of chilled vodka in an easy pour glass, (laughs) and somehow that's classy. It's like, oh, you're sophisticated. That's like, holy
1: Fuck. That's, that's a for, serious. Yeah, that I was a bartender for most of my life, and that is a that's a people that's that's a drink for people who are in a state of uh, al- like those are for alcoholics. Those are <laughs> for mean- people who never sobered up from the last one, so their like body is just absorbing it and using yes. it.
0: For and, and that was that, that was me. I I used to get Manhattans and just drink them like shots. That's when I that's when I had to be like maybe it's time to stop.
1: Yeah, I'm Jewish, so I get sick before I get before I get like really before I get before I can <laughs> drink that much, you know what I mean? I, I get I get the hiccups. That's what I'm <laughs> So I sound I sound even after one beer, I sound like I've had 10 because I'm like I <laughs> what Are you Cut. and i'm like i'm not drunk but i sound like a cartoon drunk right now and uh and then and then i get like just real sloppy and and um and sick like i just i just want to go night night and yeah. i just feel like i might throw up and yeah i, I like i i can't button my pants anymore like my <laughs> stomach gets really distended and and I, and I just don't feel good. I'm like, I, we got to go. We got to go. Yeah. I got to get out of my clothes. I got to get in my bed. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm not good with drunk. I used to do, I used to smoke a ton of weed and I used to, in college, I did like some of the big five, I guess. I never did the white powders. I never did that stuff except for like Molly and everything later on. But,
0: you is know, it, I did like, I did like mushrooms,
1: like the... ayahuasca. I've done all the naturals. You
0: stuff. did ayahuasca? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. yeah,
1: I've done that. When did you do that? Actually, I didn't do that in college because I didn't know about it. I did it about, um, let's see, 10 years ago.
0: Whoa, tell me everything. Yeah. I couldn't be more interested. Really? Oh, yeah.
1: Um, I don't, I think it's a very I'm, interesting... You think
0: I'm interested, like not interested in like, do you know the recipe for ayahuasca is <laughs> a bark and a root? And when they asked the shaman who like introduced it kind of to mm-hmm. our culture, like, how did they come up with the recipe? And they were like, the jungle told us. Like Yeah. The jungle like communicated through visions or dreams or whatever, this root, this bark, and it worked. It's so absurd. These unrelated plants together do this really weird thing.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I had no desire to do it. And then, um, <laughs> and then I fell in love with my husband and he'd done it a bunch and he was like, and he never pressured me or anything. How
0: have just, we never like, talked about this? I, I don't know. How have we never talked it?
1: about this? And, uh, and I was just like, yeah, I don't, it's not for me. I, I don't like, I just don't do drugs anymore. I don't like to be that out of control. You know, I, I just got older and realized I wanted to control everything. And, um, and then I just, all of a sudden I was in the shower one day and we, we were madly in love. We were been dating for about a few months. And I just went like, I, I want to do it. i, I want to do it. I want to do it. And so I told him I want to do it. And, um, and he didn't, do it with me. He angeled is like you take care of somebody who's doing it.
0: Yeah, he trips at you.
1: Yeah. And I was uh you know, I was in this room with a whole bunch of people on mats in a
0: house. So he did like a ceremony. Prop there was like the, a yeah,
1: ceremony that chanting
0: was... and playing music.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. White robes. Um, everybody wore white, yeah. You wore white. I don't think I got that memo and I might've showed up like not in white.
2: Um,
1: but, uh, but, but I think I did, I did my, no, I didn't own anything white. That's what it was. I didn't own anything white. Cause I'm, mm. I'm, I'm not virginal and I don't believe in wearing white. If you've lost your virginity <laughs> <laughs> and it was after labor day. So, um, but, uh, but I, I just didn't, I just don't own anything white. Yeah. So I, um,
0: I also don't, I don't have white pants. I'm not Andrew WK. I, I, I don't work at the Cheesecake Factory. I don't have white clothes.
1: Yeah. So I think I ended up wearing like a a, a nightgown that was my grandmother's <laughs> or something.
2: Oh my God. Something really
1: sad like that. And then like, oh, uh, like a hoodie with it. Um, but anyway, and I went and, and, you know, the, the shaman said like, uh, you know, a bunch of words that I didn't really understand very, it was highly spiritual. There was very, everybody did it the right way. They were treated it very sacred and, you know, as you should. And I was really, really nervous. And I, I drank the stuff and all of a sudden I was like, this is not working, but also somebody is making soup and I can smell soup and it's driving me crazy. And I just like called Fred over and I was like, are they making like tons of soup right now? And he's, he's like, no, Nobody's making soup.
0: Like, hey, maybe- I, this is such a Jewish hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> like, you start tripping and you're like, Someone's in the kitchen making a big pot of soup. I, or maybe it's just a very Michaela hallucination. I mean,
1: no, I think you might be onto something that could be ancestral because I was just like, It smells like somebody's making like a stock right now. And and he's like, no, no, there's not. I'm like, really? Because I really, I mean, it's so strong. He's like, no, nobody's making soup. Go to sleep. And so um, <laughs> so I laid back down and I was like, I came in with so many intentions. My intention was, okay, here's the thing. I was about to embark on a huge trip with Fred. We were about to go to Africa for a month. Like we were Whoa. newly dating.
0: Wow. And, the old um, Africa for a month routine.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, that's a whole long story. It's a really sweet story, but it, you know we, we, he's about to take me to Africa for a month. And what
0: part of Africa?
1: We went to Ethiopia, Kenya, and Tanzania. Wow. And, yeah, it was it was um, Ethiopia is one of the most incredible interesting countries i've ever been to but um the most i would say that i've ever really been. yeah write down i um, wrote it
0: down ah, you can see me <laughs> you can see me like um, a therapist
1: so uh so I, I i went in with an intention and like i said we were madly in love and i was like is i'm gonna ask the plant because you know you ask the plant the great mother the whatever all these you know whatever you want to know and and so I said, I'm going to ask the plant if, you know, Fred is for me. And, uh, and I was like, that'll be my night. That is going to be crazy and cool. And I'll have to like, really just meditate on Fred. I'll do that. So I start to like, feel it, you know, the soup smells pass away. And then like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it feels cool. (laughs) And then I was like in it. And I went like, Hello, plant. Like, hello, mother. (laughs) You know, is is Fred for me? You know, like, we're going to kick it off. And the plant was like, yes, what else? And I was like,
0: what else? And I'm like, I got nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Five minutes into a four-hour trip. And
1: I'm like listening to everybody around me throwing up all over the place. And I'm
2: like, (laughs) ah, (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then what do you, I, I, I've never even heard someone explain it as feeling good. You were having like a pleasant. I
1: had the best, ba- like I had, I got my, it's almost like, imagine you're a writer. So imagine you're like, I'm going to go in and I just got to break this story and I'm going to give myself six hours and in 10 minutes you do it. And
0: you're like, <laughs> yes,
1: what am I going to do for the rest of the time? So you're like, play video games. That's kind <laughs> of what I did. You know, I just, um. I just like kind of rode that wave. I got I got messages about other people. And one of them was about my writing partner. And I just didn't understand it. So I got together with my writing partner like a week later. And I was like, I did ayahuasca. But I got a message for you. And he's like, what? And I was like, I don't, I can't say it. Like, it was too embarrassing, because it felt so intimate. And it was not anything that I understood anyway. And I didn't want to know. I didn't want him to look at me like, you fucking nut job, you know? What was
2: so, it? What was so it?
1: I wrote it down on a piece of paper and I passed it to him. And he read it and he started to cry.
0: No shit. Yeah. What was it?
1: I, I don't even want to say. It feels but, private.
0: But you're a writer. You can give me the flavor of the, the message. The flavor
1: is... Um. They want you to know that you're not blank. You think you are, but you're not because blankety, blankety, blank.
0: You know? Whoa. Yeah. Basically the message we all want. You want someone to be like, I know you think you're unworthy or but something. It, it wasn't
1: that vague. It was pretty specific. And really? It was specific enough that he said, my brother and I talk about this all the time.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah unbelievable so it was a positive experience do you remember the did you have visions hmm. yeah Mm. what actually what
1: i just remembered what it what 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 specifically it was yeah and uh and and it did come to pass so it was really cool but it happened um, it happened happened, but i don't know maybe it shifted something in him i don't know it just said like you're 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 good at that you're good at something don't think that you're not you think you're not because blah 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 but blah, you blah. and it's like something that i didn't understand because it's not right. it wasn't anything we had talked about
0: or whatever. and then he had kids <laughs> <laughs> i just guess i uh, can't believe after that message he went and got married and had kids that's incredible he didn't <laughs> he didn't, just, he, didn't
1: he didn't have like he didn't he he actually he did become a, a stepdad but yeah no um <laughs> yeah no it was it was it was
0: cool. Oh no we don't we don't need to get it personal <laughs> <laughs> but you did um, what, what else? Yeah, I
1: did it. And then I was like, that that was so great. That was so fun. But then afterwards, everybody shared and everybody had these really like, I mean, just, I saw the earth and it was dying. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. And then I died. And I was like, oh, I did not have that experience. <laughs> and um, And then I did it again. Cause I was like, well, maybe mine wasn't deep enough. Cause like I was, you know, I just like, I just tripped. You know what I mean? I just saw pretty colors and stuff. And I know it's supposed to be so meaningful. I'm supposed to change and shift and learn all these things about my life and blah, blah, blah. And so I did it again. And this is how I know it's not for me. I was so annoyed.
0: Annoyed. <laughs>
1: Thing was driving me crazy. Like I just, I just was like, it's over. Like I kept trying to figure out what time it was to see if it was over. I was like hot. I was really hungry.
0: (laughs) That is one of, I can relate not on ayahuasca, but one of the worst feelings when you're in some sort of psychedelic experience Mm -hmm. is where are we at? Like when is this? Like I don't want to be here is right. one of the the biggest obstacles to it. Yeah. I, I had an exp- it's almost my birthday uh, next month oh. and last last year on my birthday, Val was reminding me that I I took a small dose of something mm-hmm. and I was having that like just as it was starting. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, the world just became really vivid and interesting, and I didn't have the this sounds crazy, but I didn't have the energy or the will mm-hmm. to be interested. I was like I get did it. it.
1: Did it get better? Like, did you find well, the will? The-
0: I put on my headphones, like mm-hmm. my old, like good headphones, and mm-hmm. I listened to The Flaming Lips, Yoshimi oh, nice. Battles the Pink Robots. Oh,
1: what a great soundtrack!
0: It completely turned everything. Oh, I bet. And that album, I already liked that album, but now that album is like a part of me. I listened yeah. to it and I was crying, like tears of joy. Yeah. I couldn't wrap my head around how someone could possibly make something yeah. that sounds like that place. You know I feel the that, same way about Jimi Hendrix. I'm like, how did he... S-? Like, if you've ever listened to Jimi Hendrix on Psychedelics, you're like, oh, I get it. You know what's interesting,
1: <laughs> though, about about the Flaming Lips is that they are like math nerds, right? Are they? They're, yeah. They're like big time science, science, science nerds, like Trekkies, I think. Hmm. Yeah. And what was weird one of my the takeaways from ayahuasca that I thought was interesting was i expected to be like blown away by um seeing you know where we're sprung from and like some sort of primitive world and the thing that unlocked in me that i did see visually and i've talked to so many people who said the same thing is it was like the matrix it was like digital numbers it was like it was like we're just an iterated algorithm. We're just like this this is probably too heavy for the Pete Holmes podcast. I You've know.
0: clearly never <laughs> listened to this podcast, which I delights have, me. I have, I have. No, um, but, we, but we love was, this stuff. But I
1: always hear like comedians doing bits and now I'm like, No, Guys, this is We're in a computer
0: simulation. <laughs> but but Michaela, Roger Ebert's last words were it's all an elaborate hoax, which I think is such a beautiful Really? So he was having you know that experience, and but what's the difference between seeing computer code uh-huh. and being made up of molecules, which are right. just little bits of data? It's the same. It's a visualization of a truth in a way that you can comprehend. So it's like, what if it was like a code and math? You're like, like that makes sense, and we're like, oh, yeah. I got it.
1: Oh, you think? But it oh. is no because math. You know, everything in nature is is like uh, is a, is a code. You know, everything right. is. Like no, the, the my, dad, my dad used to have my dad's a math professor, and he, I don't understand anything he did because he did plane theory and it makes no sense to me at all. But he used to have these, <laughs> um, these, this artwork in his office, and it was, uh, these, um, fractals. Do you know what fractals are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it was all these fractals, which is interestingly the thing you see when you trip balls, but of um, course. And, and and i was like oh good it's not just me like reverting to like childhood art on my dad's office walls you know but it was like everybody sees these and then to learn that a snowflake is is just that it's an iterated algorithm it's like right. this plus this times this equals this and that becomes the new variant and so now that number plus this times this equals this and that becomes the new variant and, it, and that's yeah. why every single one is
0: Different, yeah. but they're
1: all pattern, you know?
0: Right. Like, I've seen certain cac- cacti and certain plants that are, I believe, the Fibonacci sequence. It's like one, three, five. And you can see they're growing. And and also, if you track the, the movement of, I believe it's mm-hmm. Neptune. It's either Neptune or Jupiter. But mm-hmm. it makes this unbelievable. You should Google image search it. But mm-hmm. it makes this unbelievable sort of perfect um, circular repeating pattern in the sky that mm-hmm. looks like a psychedelic sort of, you know, like sacred geometry. It looks mm-hmm. like math of God. Mm-hmm. And if my math teacher had said, like, math is the language of God. Like, math is the language of the universe. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane that things, that a drop of water will take a certain shape because mm-hmm. of its relationship to gravity and the ground and all these different things. But, like, it, it's like, holy fuck. And you're a part of that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in a fractal, too. Like, mm-hmm. the universe... And that's sort of what I think the universe is, is, you know, when you point a, a, a video camera at the screen that's showing what the video camera is filming, mm-hmm. and it starts going, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. I'm sort of like, I think that's a clue. When consciousness looks at itself, it just sort of oh, spontaneously weird. multiplies.
1: Oh, that's and so that, weird.
0: Isn't that nice? We you were just
1: like lied in bed in the morning and looked at a wall or something and it looks like it's moving a little bit. And you're of like, course. Yes.
0: Yeah. You have too? Yeah. It's so cool. It, I, there's a movie, the the Vista movie theater here mm-hmm. in Los Feliz. If you look at the curtains before they open the curtains on the screen, you'll swear they're moving. They're not. But if you mm-hmm. just like quiet yourself and look at them, you're like, these curtains are breathing, which Whoa. is a very psychedelic yes. experience. But you can have it sober by, by centering yourself. It's yeah. very cool.
1: Yeah, that was the thing, actually, back to the ayahuasca. I went to this energy lady and she was like, I don't think you're for ayahuasca. And I said, no, I don't think I am either. And she said, because it shows you too much too fast and, and you're too sensitive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she said, you know, you can have the same experience without it. And, and I have done meditation since that have been so deep and so so wild. And, and having done ayahuasca a few times and having done meditation, I can tell you that like, yeah, I got to the same place, you know, Whoa. but without the plant. So,
0: no way! What, yeah. what, what style of meditation was I it? I
1: don't have a style, Pete. I just plop down on a mat and just go town. <laughs>
0: that sounds so horrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just
1: me and twelve dildos.
2: No, <laughs> oh, the twelve the, the, the 12, twelve dildo
1: t- meditation, <laughs> one for each chakra. Um, no, it's uh, it's, uh, it's just me, like putting on some you know good relaxing music and uh, breathing, and then just kind of. Um that I try to um I tried I don't maybe there is a name for this and I and I I don't know it what it is, Okay. Cause
0: I don't I don't <laughs> you throw the out, reason okay. I'll never I did defensively. Okay, <laughs> yeah. maybe it does have a name. Okay. I don't know.
1: No, maybe it does. And I I like you're gonna be like, Oh, you're that's TM, but I've never taken T M, so maybe maybe that's what that is and I don't know it. No, <laughs> but, if yeah, go ahead. But I've never um but it's why I'll never join a cult because I can't Focus or do enough research on anything for a long enough time to be a devotee.
0: So, I don't know so. if people in cults are <laughs> like necessarily like like robust learners of multiple theories or if they're like, This guy said to do this. You could probably go lots of different ways. So, You're you right. might do great in a cult. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I do. But I would be like, This guy said this for three weeks. And then I'd be like, But this other lady said this. And that's cool too. Bye.
0: Right, right.
1: So, um, <laughs> i
0: <laughs> you're the cult member that keeps leaving and coming back, yeah. which is a kind of cult member. It's like antworm kept leaving, but antworm came back just in time I don't for know the know suicide antworm comes back.
1: I think antworm just just keeps leaving um, <laughs> I, like it's not that i can't join a cult It's that I would join seven hundred but no, not commit to any of them.
0: I can relate um, but are so you focusing on your breath
1: i'm I, I I start out with my breath and then the breath subsides. And you know that like crazy little dream place between awake and sleep where you just sure. are like you start to see visuals. Yeah, I start to I start to see those, and then it's like a whole full body high. Wow! And then um, I How just used to get I used to, brain, get, though, I used to get scared when I would see like you know faces popping up or whatever, and I'm sure. like, oh, what if I think a bad thought? What if I think? What if I start to see bad things? And what happens is I just. Told myself, just allow it because um, this is just. Imagine like you're creating a space for your brain to just kind of be free. So don't 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 um, put parameters on it. Like don't um, don't be a like a a guy like a camp counselor to it. You know, let it just be free. Like let it get its yayas out first. And then, and then I think the real stuff will come in, you know.
0: Wow. And so, but there's no there's no practice of like repetition, whether it's your breath or, or a mantra. Certainly it doesn't sound like it, but you don't ha- you you're able to quiet your brain just by sort of focusing on the music and and closing your eyes.
1: Yeah, I ground myself. Well, I, you know, I imagine that I'm sort of like got little tree roots that kind of ground me into the earth a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I sort of imagine that I can open up you know my my crown a little bit more and just allow energy to kind of come in and out Mm. through the center of the earth up you know through me and up above and try to like center myself there and um when i get too prescriptive about it it the magic's gone
2: wow so
1: like i started to study um you know how how to um how to read or how to do chakra, you know, I just, just for fun, just cause you know, if there's a global pandemic. When else am I going to do this? Sure. And uh, so I just, you know, for fun. And then I start you know, there was such a prescriptive way it's like you ground, you clear you this, that, you know? Right, and right. it was like, it, it, the, it, the intuitive nature that I had of just like sort of finding it myself was really me trying to be a good student and it really messed me up a little bit so i kind of have to shluff it off
0: i think you and i are similar in that way it goes into like the way we perform we want to achieve Mm -hmm. and then if you mix the ego and the achievement energy meditation i just had a guy on the podcast his name is Ramesh, and his like kind of interest in spirituality came from sitting on the beach and just Mm -hmm. breathing he was just focusing on his breath, and he said the whole universe opened up, and he and he yeah. wasn't the center of the universe anymore. He was part of one thing.
1: Yes, like you can't even feel your legs.
0: Yeah, there I'm you like, go. do I have legs? But <laughs> That's
1: so cool. I'm so happy to hear that because he's got sure. a name that sounds like he might know what he's talking about.
0: <laughs> well, he wasn't Ramesh at that point, but he became <laughs> Ramesh later. But like, I love these things. Because as someone who does like to intellectualize spirituality, I read about it, and st- st- I guess you could say study it all the time, mm-hmm. constantly. It's one of the few things I do every day, and I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. But one of the things that I love that people write about is like, the mystery, for lack of a better word, can't be just for the intellectual people. It mm-hmm. can't just be for the people that love reading. That's it can't great. just be for the disciplined people that love med- Like this love that's creating mm-hmm. the, the trail of Jupiter mm-hmm. and the Fibonacci sequence on a cactus plant mm-hmm. and all these things is far more liberal and generous and seductive. Like it wants you. It wants, mm-hmm. it wants to be experienced through Michaela. Mm-hmm. So it can't, it can't just be, you have to roll on your left side and this and that. It, it, what you're seeking is seeking you is one of my favorite things. And, and when I hear a story of, of a freestyle... You're doing some visualization, you're doing some mindfulness, but really you're doing the Michaela Watkins freestyle. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we are immersed in a mystery that is so eager to sync up with us, that it will, it will take it will take you however you are. I love I love that we don't necessarily need to be banging a gong.
1: I'm so happy we're having this conversation. (laughs) <laughs> because I know because I have been a little bit beating myself up like oh you just don't have the patience you're just so undisciplined blah blah blah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Once I started to understand like this is what you're supposed to do this is what all the masters say you do blah blah blah. But I. But, but you saying that, I don't know. One thing I really love about you, Pete, is you manage to, you have a brain that remembers a lot of quotes really well.
0: <laughs> I got a quote brain. But,
1: but they're so good. Like every time I've talked to you, you're like, you know, I heard this thing and I'm like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> and that is the most accessible way you could have put it to me. I love gonna, it. I don't feel stupid. I feel seen.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Because I've seen, I've gotten a few messages that are people like when someone's explaining something Mm -hmm. and you, and then you say that's what St. Augustine said Mm -hmm. and I only got it from one person but I Mm -hmm. I did consider it because it it did hurt my feelings and I was like if it hurts my feelings it might be true you -hmm. know if I can just read it and be like that's nonsense but it (laughs) sort of hurt me so I sat with it and I really thought about it and it really makes me feel better because I love quotes too. I love quotes. I love advice. I love book recommendations. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad that it makes you feel so I
1: love them, but I can't remember. They can't stay in my brain <laughs> for more than half a second. And so you'll tell me something that'll blow my mind, and then I'll turn around when I tell Fred or somebody, and I'm like... <laughs> Butcher the shit out of it,
0: <laughs> like to home improvement. Yeah, but isn't isn't that our point? It's not your ability to remember quotes. The quotes mm-hmm. can point you back. But when when I hear about like Zen practice where they tell you koans, right, riddles that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. The point of those mental exercises, like obviously, why does it, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? That mm-hmm. sort of stuff. They're to break you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're to humiliate you to surrender your intellect mm. and get to the place where you're just getting, and I mean this as a compliment, it's almost childlike. It's like I'm going to go in a room mm-hmm. and I'm going to let my brain play and be free and I'm going to visualize. This is stuff that I'm sure my Leela is doing, like visualizing and playing and imagining.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's the space. That's, that's the really good space. The ego would like it to be something that we can – Perfectly chisel and, and put it on and call it our. I have a degree in uh, this type of meditation, all that sort of stuff. But really, at the end of the day, I see so much value in what you're doing.
1: Mm, thank you.
0: Is your puppy bothering you?
1: Thank you. No, I. I... Fred? Fred? Sorry, what was that? Fred? Did you lose the puppy? Do you know where the puppy is? <laughs> Did you lose the dog? Okay. Sorry. I'm always looking for something to be really worried about.
0: I, But that's why the fact that you did ayahuasca is really, hi, Freddie, is really, oh, you can't hear me. No, you can't. Is really cool because when we're talking about control,
1: mm-hmm.
0: first of all, we're not in control. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I remember thinking, like, if you have a, a meditation where you surrender to the universe, where you, like you were doing with your brain, and you say, look, it's what is going to happen is going to happen, and all I can really change is my response to it. So you say to the universe, like, do what you're going to do. I trust you. And mm-hmm. then you start getting scared, and mm-hmm. you're like, but what about this? I love this. 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 And to use like a, an impersonal example, you can be like, what about my financial security? Mm-hmm. That, that's a good thing. Like, I don't want to, I don't want the universe to take that away.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: you go, what financial security? If there's, a huge, if there's a solar flare and mm-hmm. the whole power grid on the planet goes out, I'm not trying to scare you.
1: No, yeah. Show okay. me,
0: show me your. <laughs> but show me your wealth. This, uh-huh. this is Buddhism. It's like mm-hmm. you're even the ideas that you have are just co-conspirator illusions. That I go well, Michaela Watkins, she has this. I understand that mm-hmm. you have food in your pantry, mm-hmm. but at a certain point, we're we're all out of control. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you ever have that? As someone who likes to be in control, do you ever oh, just- Oh,
1: yeah, constantly. I, in <laughs> fact, even the solar, like the power grid going out, I mean, you can you can fortify your life as much as you want, but the truth is like there's something bigger that can just upend all of it. And I think that's what's been so hard and so unnerving for everybody for this pandemic. Right. And when the pandemic started, I was having panic attacks, oh, probably no. for that very reason, which was- because I'm not really I didn't really have panic attacks before and then I would have these panic attacks, you know. Like think and you're
0: going to die panic attack? Yeah, and it oh, was no. like
1: it was this thing of like if it's not the pandemic, like or I think it was just the thing about the pandemic is is really it's already hard to guarantee that you're going to survive
2: mm. like
1: and live a long life and the pandemic just threw all of that into such chaos because because All every single person's normalcy has been disrupted. Every single person. And if every single person's normalcy is disrupted, who are we then?
0: That's exactly
1: If we don't know who we are, then what is our society? And if we don't have a society, then it's free for all. (laughs) Like, I don't like Mad Max movies. I don't like, (laughs) you know. I I went to Burning Man for the first time after it became, you know, like very organized and made so much sense but not like in the early stages when people were sleeping in a sleeping bag and being run over by a motorcycle you know it's like that's not that's not of that's not i like society i like order i like things that make sense maybe because of my you know i grew i my ancestors are from a police state i don't know
0: Maybe I, was- I think that is <laughs> part of it. I mean my my mom it's a different situation mm-hmm. but she's a uh she had to leave Lithuania like it was a bad situation, mm-hmm. World War Two. Lithuania was not great in World War Two. I think you and I have talked about that. I learned <laughs> I learned that later in life, um, that they were not great. No, not but great. My mom was a baby and all she mm-hmm. knew was was that the world is unsafe. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like what you're doing with your puppy. You're mm-hmm. trying to teach your puppy that it's safe. Don't worry, there's food, there's walks, there's water. Mm-hmm. Right. And as as a people, I think you do start to have what Eckhart Tolle would call the collective pain body. I know. There's yes.
1: No, I'm laughing because you just made me think of something so funny, what? which is what? like you teach your, you know, we're we're training this puppy, and we've had this other amazing dog who was so well behaved and now just is acting like a dog. He used to act like a like a a witch put a spell on him and turned him into a dog but now <laughs> um, but now he's acting like an actual dog like he's not listening to us he's not coming when we call him he's like re- he's regressed in this way to like he's an animal now he's not our little friend that hangs out with us
0: because of the new puppy
1: because of the new puppy interesting and yeah and and I, and so now we're kind of training this puppy and training our dog and i realize like this is just such bullshit like we're doing this thing where we create a positive experience every time we say come so that, you know, they think if we say come, there's like something joyful waiting for them.
0: Right. Right. right? Yeah. And
1: then what happens is later on we say come and they come and they don't even know why they're just like, I'm conditioned to believe that something, but I'm like, I can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee for the rest of their life that when I say come, it's not because like, (laughs)
2: <laughs> there's yeah. an
1: avalanche behind them or like you know i'm about to get eaten by an alligator and i you know or whatever i mean there's a million reasons why their whole belief system can be upended in one second you know
0: right and so can ours mm-hmm. but it's so funny your meditative technique is mm-hmm. is non-resistance mm-hmm. i don't, obviously you didn't necessarily label it that But that's a really good waking technique, too, especially for people like you. And I I I like things to be a certain way. I'll give you an example. Val and I, on our honeymoon, we went to uh, Bora Bora because we're fancy pantses. Mm -hmm. And somebody had a little Bluetooth speaker. Just... (laughs) Just playing music, like it was, and I was like, "We flew all of this way to be in the to hear the sound of silence, to hear the ocean, and to hear the birds." And (laughs) and I have to listen to your like Sting Pandora station, and like as groovy as I try to be, something like that will just set me off. (laughs) So and I I won't do anything about it. I no, but I don't. But I'll I'll fantasize. My fantasy is always yelling over, is my music bothering you? <laughs> like something sarcastic like that. That is really funny. But I, I can't do it. I, I actually remember I told Jed about that and he was like, oh, I, I'd call right away. I, I'm fucked that shit. <laughs> He's like, yeah, and
2: turn that
1: shit off. I would mutter it really passive aggressively. Nobody, <laughs> nobody would hear it. And the only person annoyed would be me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I dated this guy who worked for Nat Geo, Nash, Na, Na, National Geographic, K, sure. and, um, <laughs> and they he was producing some show in the Amazon where, you know, they took this, like, raft for a really long time. Oh, no, they took a plane to a bus to, like, these Humvees or whatever into the middle of nowhere, and then they had a track, and the idea was they had to get on the Amazon, so the way you do it is you sort of meet the ch- the chief of this um tribe and kind of appeal to, to him and ask if you can put your raft into the waters there mm. and, and you have sort of some kind of ceremony and it's a thing. And so they're in the middle of nowhere. They've been traveling for days. Everybody is incredibly weary and, and they're like, okay, we're going to bring out, you know, basically through, some interpretation, they're gonna bring out the chief and this man like with dreads like down to his ankles basically comes out of you know the jungle and they're like he's here and they get a t shirt on that said, My job sucks, but I need the bucks.
0: <laughs> oh my god. And
1: they were like, Oh, Oh, okay. Like, you know, all the cameras poised to like meet this chief of this indigenous tribe. Of,
0: like, <laughs> my job sucks. But I need the bucks. He's he's the chief of an Amazonian village, but he needs yeah. the bucks. I mean, I I think have we talked about this? I went to the Amazon when I was 17, and this sort of speaks to your meditative practice, being childlike,
2: mm-hmm.
0: non-resistance. When I went when I was 17, I just had so many fewer stories of how things should go. Mm -hmm. So if I did that now, Mm -hmm. I'm 41, I'm about to be 42, Mm -hmm. I would be terrified in the four-seater plane. Yes. I'm like, this is a, a church mission of nice, sweet kids from New England going to build a house. Of course we crash. <laughs> of course we crash right now. Didn't even occur to I'll me. I'll
1: write the headline. I'll write, I'll write the headline for you. It'll be catchy. Everyone else. Will-
0: <laughs> Jesus, no, is, is the headline. And I didn't care about getting diseases. I didn't care about delays mm-hmm. at the Caracas airport. No,
1: you cared about second base. You wanted- I, But I...
0: I love that, but I didn't. I just was so much more there. I had no agendas. Mm-hmm. And that that's what your meditative practice sounds like. Mm-hmm. But as we get older, and as we're more aware of the things that can go wrong, it starts to rob us, you know, of a good yeah. trip.
1: Yes. And, you know, I think one of the things that helped me one time is uh, I was listening to uh, a guided meditation on one of those apps. And this uh, person was saying you're you're walking through these reeds down by a river, and like you could hear the sound of a river, you know, mm. and and you um,
0: you could smell soup.
1: You're not wearing any clothes. You're, you're the wind is blowing off the reeds, and there's not a cloud in the sky. The sunshine rains so, down you know. And I was like, I'm naked in a river. Like <laughs> I'm about to get all kinds. All kinds of raped and murdered, like that's what I and I started to get so tense. And
0: I that, thought you were going to go ticks and lice. That's yeah, ticks, I, lice. That's like I'm
1: going to get some bacteria that crawls up my butthole. Yes. And um, and then the 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 voice said, and you are in a space where you are safe. Like they, they just said that. And I was like, oh, I am. Are you sure? You know? And it's like, so funny. there is nobody around for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of miles and <laughs> you are safe. And I was like, oh, I'm safe. And so I think I applied that to my own thing so that when those visuals come in of like gruesome things that sometimes your mind just wants to express really quickly i was like just let it let it go let it do its thing yeah. Yeah. this is going to be over soon trust the process you know
0: i love that i thought you were going to say no one's around for hundreds of miles i'd get freaked out that no one could help me if i sprained my ankle um so I'm I, sure I,
1: I i'm sure I was <laughs> sure like well how do i get back or you know like is yeah. it a plane? Did I take a plane like how do yeah, how do I reconnect? <laughs>
0: you just made me think of something, but then I lost it with my dumb riff. Oh saying you're walking and you're safe and you apply that. Oh, so allowing it mm-hmm. is another way of loving it. And my homeboy Ramdas would say, when I have an ugly thought, and we mm-hmm. all have them, and I'm so tired of not talking about it. Mm-hmm. We we all act like oh only weirdos. It's called Poe, Edgar Allan Poe called it the mm-hmm. imp of the perverse. You're standing mm-hmm. on a cliff edge with Fred looking at a sunset, and just for a split second, you think about pushing him off. Mm-hmm. It's not because you don't love Fred or you think about jumping off right. or you think about what your face would happen on those sharp rocks.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: the imp of the perverse. And mm-hmm. it's a very human experience. So when you're having an ugly, nasty thought, Ramda says, you love the thought. And and instead of resisting it, which is sort of mm-hmm. what it wants, it wants you to resist it so it Trying can get, get really bigger. St- sticky and yeah. now you're a bad person and now it's your identity. Your identity is Michaela, the person who thinks about murdering her husband or jumping mm-hmm. off a cliff or whatever it is. And that's where it really gets you. But when you love it, so what does love mean? My favorite def- definition of love is yes, you yes it. So you're having it come in, and instead of saying "Get out of here," that's not me. You say that is a part of me. Mm. Everyone, I was just watching the Crumb documentary. You know Robert Crumb.
1: Yeah, I saw that. That That's really good.
0: It was great, and he's all about drawing his horrible. No, he would even.
1: He seems like like Mister Rogers, and then you see what he draws. I know. Good God!
0: And that's one of the. Um, values of art that's a little bit harder to uh, justify Mm -hmm. is you go, I don't care who you are. You've had a weird decapitation thought when you're in traffic, or maybe you're not in traffic. Maybe you're sitting on your meditation cushion and you think about the worst possible thing. Mm -hmm. And like art can go, you're not alone. I wonder if you, if you've experienced that in writer's rooms, that sort of same, like, let's play with any idea, let's go in any direction, let's not, as you said, camp counselor ourselves, Mm -hmm. because sometimes a really great idea is behind five really kind of maybe ugly or bad or stupid or not that woke kind of ideas.
1: I mean, I love writer's rooms because I love to hear people just say things they would never say at a cocktail party or on a date or whatever. You know, I just love... I love that kind of banter. I love that conversation. I love when people sort of admit something that I just love it because it's just our humanity and it's,
0: it's like and it therapy. It makes you feel or,
1: okay. Yeah. And, and, or, or it makes you go, what a great, what a great story. Like, what a great,
0: you just said it. You take your <laughs> shame and you go that would be a great episode of casual.
1: Yeah. And the reason it would be a great episode is not is not because people want to shield themselves from shame. People want to go, oh either thank God that's not me or I thought I was bad. That's really fucked up or that's right. um or I relate to that. Thanks for thanks for not shaming, you know, yeah. this thing
0: and make it, you're loving it you're saying yeah. yes to it you're putting it on the screen right that's that's what's so much having of, a
1: thought and actually doing something are not the same thing you can't control what you think you know right
0: i think we not to make this like a big societal conversation but we're mm-hmm. losing some of the subtlety of like darkness and ugliness mm-hmm. is a part of the human experience not acting on it is beautiful mm-hmm. but sharing it you know, to to bring up crashing again, if there was something that I didn't want to talk about, mm-hmm. that's that's where we knew to go in. Mm-hmm. And you seem to have that instinct in your work as well. It's like, let's let's go to a real human place, not just a fantasy because otherwise you're just writing a script of like, and then he insults me, but I have the perfect one liner to come back and <laughs> and it's just like you're just writing, you know, like a like a broad sort of thoughtless thing. But if you get into the embarrassment and you can show it to people, I think that's a real ministry. Meaning, it ministers to people. It, mm. it makes them feel. One of the reasons I watch Crumb is because his family is so fucked up, oh and god. I go, "Oh my god, what am I complaining about?" This guy mm-hmm. is laughing and smiling his way through this family. Oh my god, that family! They're in. They're. I, I don't want to say insane. They're not. It's. 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 Uh, I don't know how to say this sensitively. For sure. There is mental illness, yeah. But at the same time, you can even find a vulnerable sort of loving feeling for these people that you would never have encountered otherwise, and that's a really that's another great gift that art can give. Mm-hmm. And I, and again, I see that in in your work. I mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about you. Uh, we've already talked about it in real life. I I love the process of transparent. I mm-hmm. wanted to talk a little bit about your experience with that, mm-hmm. but I also more, maybe more briefly. Your character in Wanderlust is one of my favorite characters yeah. of all time. Thank
2: you. And it's
0: because of what we're talking about. For people who haven't <laughs> seen it, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it so much. It's about starting a commune, which is an interesting subject. But Michaela's character is married to this very Western, meaning like consumerism is his religion. Mm-hmm. Just make money. That great part where he goes pfft, cha-ching, pfft, cha-ching. <laughs> He's doing fart noises because he sells porta potties. But then he has that <laughs> sky mall, depressed alcoholic wife. Very mm-hmm. dark. Now that I say it, but I'm dying because I know you're parodying something that needs a pretty hard light shined on it. Just because mm-hmm. your needs are met and you have your own margarita machine, that's not the point of life.
1: I love that you remember that.
0: That's I well, lo- oh, I've seen it a million times. What what is that character? mean to you? Can you Could you relate to that? I, like,
1: I can. I, you know, I was a bartender. When I first moved to LA, I was a bartender for many years at this very fancy restaurant in Brentwood. And um, I loved the owner of the restaurants, just funny Italian woman. But there were a lot of investors and they were very, very, very wealthy. And I felt like they sort of like... I did a sketch kind of like about something like this at the groundlings one time where I was sort of this couple who goes to their local restaurant, you know, (laughs) and they love their bus boy and they say his name all the time. And they're like, how are you? You know, this is my parents,
0: by the way. They have their spots. And yeah. although my my dad, this is so cringy, calls all the bus boys amigo, oh, which God. we need to stop. We yeah. need to stop. Well, I this hate is, it. This
1: is what this couple basically does, and yeah. um, they're really offensive. But they're just like, so what? How is your how is your little brother? You know, and they're just like they know they they like to think they know everything about him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then in the sketch, uh, this is so off topic from Wanderlust, but he sits down with them, and they don't know what to do because they're like. No, the dynamic was, look yeah. at us being so chum chumaroo with our busboy, but now ah. we're, you think we're going to eat together? Because <laughs> it's just like, sit down and <laughs> eat with us. Tell us everything. And then he does. And they're like.
0: The theater just, is over.
1: They're just, their assholes clench. And they don't, they're like, we don't know what to do with this man. Yes. Make him go away. and um, And so I always felt like the investors and their, Spouses felt a little bit like that with me. Like they were so friendly when they would come in and I was their bartender and they chatted with me. But I think if they ever saw me on the street, they would, you know like stop and go the other way.
0: (laughs) I mean, you're nailing it. It's like, what (laughs) roles are we playing? And when you're the customer and you're the gregarious customer, you love that role. Right. As long as you stay in your role of of busser and you're my waiter or you're my waitress and you're our bartender. But like, oh, fascinating. And And that's...
1: They were really nice. Like they even came to see me in a play one time. But I don't... But then I don't think... They did not think that we were intellectual equals in any way, shape, or form. Right. Um, And so uh, one of them um, has a wife and and I just uh, went to her house because we were filming something there. Like, one of the other waiters wanted to film something. I don't remember what it had to do with, but they were kind enough to say, you can use our front yard or whatever. Mm. And it was the middle of the day and she was, like, napping a lot, you know, And, (laughs) and like... They're so wealthy and like she didn't have a job. <laughs> like, you know, and I was like, why is she so tired? You know, like, yeah, but, but trust me, you know, I, I love a nap. So I really shouldn't have judged her nap, but I wasn't judging her nap. I did a little bit, but there's like original artwork. I mean, just wonderful, wonderful things everywhere. And, um, but I just felt like they're, they had everything you could ever want. And I think I'm, projecting this she might she might be happy as a clam at high Todd, but i just felt like there was such a um like i, I was like she she's depressed like she must what's well, a depravity you know? you're not like,
0: skewering yeah. the person yeah you're skewering mm-hmm. the mythology i know that mm-hmm. sounds too heavy-handed but the mythology is
2: mm-hmm.
0: in america
2: mm-hmm.
0: get rich mm-hmm. buy Everything, get mm-hmm. the original art, get the margarita mixed maker machine mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. kitchen, mm-hmm. get everything in Sky Mall, get Frodo's sword from Sky Mall, mm-hmm. have the heated leather floors, mm-hmm. have two Teslas. And mm-hmm. then, but when you're there, mm-hmm. the, the Buddhist tradition calls us the hungry ghost. You have a very mm-hmm. thin neck and a really big belly because mm-hmm. nothing gets in. You can't mm-hmm. get in. So that's why I applaud it. It's, I, I don't want to. I have family members very close to me that match that description and it breaks my heart. That can be true. And there can be a real enlightening Mm -hmm. of of making fun of it. In my Mm -hmm. family, that's how we communicate. Like if you want to make fun of -hmm. the fact that my dad bought a canoe, or if you want to address the fact that my dad bought a canoe, even though the man's never been on the water in his life. (laughs) The only way to do it is to make fun of it, is to, Mm -hmm. like, do a bit. And I'll do a character about, I'll just act like my dad and be like, I have to get the canoe, Peter. It's a great fucking canoe. And he'll die. And that's the exorcism I'm looking for. I don't want to say like, dad, you're shallow. You're just buying stuff because you're a hungry ghost. That's not even true. But I do want to go like, can we laugh at this? Because this is an embarrassing short sight of the human condition. Well,
1: I mean, I felt like this person was a little vapid, you know? And I felt like you couldn't have... At the time, I felt like you can't have a deep conversation with her. But what I really think it was is she just didn't see me as somebody she would have a deep conversation with.
0: Right, right. Maybe a fundraiser with with like a Deepak Chopra should should go deep. But
1: but then I but then I shifted again. I was like, I don't think she has the capacity for it. I think she's Mm. probably a little pilled out. (laughs) Right. And and so that was the inspiration for that character.
0: Yeah, no, I I I do relate. <laughs> I have a lot of family members unfortunately that I think mm-hmm. are pilled out and mm-hmm. because we don't we don't know what to do. It's a bad mythology. We think if we feel good mm-hmm. and we are respected because we're rich, mm-hmm. then that's it. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, even at this point in our lives, you go like, well, you I you've been in so many things and 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 you don't have to worry about this or that. You should be happy. Mm-hmm. But like you start realizing that all of those stories are true. It's about Mm. connection. It's about Mm. vulnerability. It's about surrender. It's about Mm. living presently. And it's not about just like Val actually said this. Val was like, it's a clue to the universe that being drunk all the time doesn't work, Mm -hmm. that you can be drunk and happy, but you're going to be depressed and and hung over and, or you'll do heroin and eventually it won't work anymore And you'll have to do more and more and more And that could have, mm-hmm. that could kill you mm-hmm. That's a clue Is that we're not here To just biohack ourselves Like the WALL-E people mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. with a screen in front of us Drinking a milkshake that tastes like Thanksgiving dinner That's not the point The point oh my God. Is WALL-E Right? Right? Because that's the point He's bringing something real He's bringing a plant And he's bringing love To a people that have Mistaken the point of life Is to feel comfortable
1: Yeah Yes. God, I think about that movie constantly. (laughs) Me too. That was really stuck with with
0: me. It did. Well, what about the the transparent process? Because remember, we talked a little bit about it where I was like, that show is so real. Mm -hmm. And you're in so many scenes where I'm like, is this scripted? (laughs) Where is the camera person? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) It just feels like you're watching... Real life, mm-hmm. and and your performance is absolutely top tier. Part of that show, oh, thank you. And I, you told me some interesting things. Remember, you told me about the, the camera. People often would kind of get lost in the scene as oh, well. Oh yeah.
1: Well, so Joey Soloway, um, when making that, um, was very clear from the very beginning that that the camera operators, the DP, whomever whoever is operating the cameras, that they're a character. And they belong there as much as the actors and everybody else. It's not mm-hmm. like the actors and the crew working around them. It's that the camera people are an essential character. And if they're not shooting from their vaginas, her, their words, <laughs> If if they're not shooting from their vaginas, then... Um, then they're not in the scene. And what is? Not.
0: What do they mean like by it's that? It's
1: almost like the camera person is an actor in it and they need to be feeling and experiencing.
0: Shooting it's, it from their vagina. It's exactly what, what it sounds like.
1: Yeah. What is happening? Like, yeah. They should be like, like right there, just <laughs> feeling and receiving and, and just flapping all over the place. So... <laughs>
0: I'm fixing a very big labia now, but I get yeah, it. Yeah. But receiving that—that so, that the, the, the vaginal image is, is really good. It's like open and receiving, and important and powerful. And, and there, I get it. Yeah.
1: And I and multiple times, you know, after a really heavy scene, everybody would be crowded around the camera person and comforting them because they would just be sobbing. Mm. Yeah.
0: I'm not surprised, but because it's so powerful. But I love that approach that Joey had. Yeah.
1: Like Joey doesn't say action or cut. There's no, Joey felt like those were very male sort of words that were sort of designed by male content makers that. Well,
0: really it is wild. the the phallus of that big, uh, yeah. that big cone they yell oh, in. Yeah. They're always smoking a cigar. The, me- They're- the
1: megaphone. But that it's like uh. so violent, you know, that sh- they were like, why is why is filmmaking, why does it have to be so violent? Like action, cut, smash cut.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hard cut too.
1: <laughs> we're giving people an experience. So we're not, you know, we don't have to beat them up with it. And That's so uh, they just didn't ever say action or cut. And in fact, Andrea Arnold came to direct uh, a couple of them. And you know who she is? uh wonderful if you ever see a movie called fish tank this british film oh god it'll just destroy you really? um yeah she's amazing uh but she's british and she didn't say action or cut either she would for action she would say off you go and then <laughs> for cut for cut she would say thank you <laughs>
0: See, this is what I love about Joey and her writing, uh, their writing, forgive me, their uh, Joey's writing, is that, uh, oh boy, I'm in the pronoun zone. It's a they? We're doing they. they? Yeah. Okay, they will practice something like action and cut is too masculine or uh-huh. too harsh, and they will put a scene in that's making fun of her, like, I'm sorry, them. Doing a lecture like uh, mm-hmm. Joey would have a character that's lecturing uh-huh. on why action and cut is too, and you laugh. It's yeah. funny, yeah. And you know, Joey
1: has the best sense of humor about. It. Joey has Joey has the best sense of humor about everything that everybody mm. is enraged and out, out, like crazy about, and things that even Joey is like mad about. But then Joey has a sense of humor about it too. So
0: that's so fun. Uh,
1: and so, uh, like the pronoun thing, like Joey just laugh sometimes watching you know someone like fall all over them <laughs> yeah
0: you, you can send them a clip yeah. of this <laughs> feel free <laughs> yeah
1: um and, and but but it's just really it's just really fascinating because instead of action you know you're kind of waiting for one but joey's just yelling out like okay just walk around you've been here before when did you get when did you you, you see someone you hadn't seen them before when did you last see them and you're like well, Joey's talking, so we're not rolling. I mean, we're not really rolling yet, but they're just getting us into the vibe of the scene right now. Mm. And, you know, you see someone, oh, hey, hi, yeah. And and you have feelings about it. When was the last time you saw them? You're not so sure. You don't know. You go pick up a crepe. Go eat the crepe. The crepe looks nice. That's fun. Yeah. And
0: Are then, you supposed to be acting this out?
1: You're just, yeah, you're, you're sort of improvising, like, in the space, right? Hmm. and then and then all of a sudden like and you look in someone's eyes and you realize they're the saddest eyes you know they're they're your mother who they're maybe they're your father they're your brother they're you say who are they and you can't take your eyes you know and then this is all happening and you're doing it like some freshman you're acting kind of thing you know movement yeah. class and and then all of a sudden Like you back up and you see someone run out from behind you, out of your way, and they're holding a camera, and you're like, "You motherfucker, you've been filming this thing the whole damn time." (laughs) And there is no start to the scene because Joey doesn't give a shit if you say any of the words. Joey's like, "Throw out my script, I don't care. It's just a roadmap. You know what to do,
0: you know." And something
1: completely different will emerge.
0: Wow. And then,
1: and so. That that show is so raw for a reason, you
2: know?
0: Yeah, no, it, it it was very intense in the best way, though. Intense sometimes sounds like a warning not to watch it. I found it. I actually had a neighbor uh, up, up where we were hanging out. I don't know if you're private about that. But our neighbor had a, a child that was trans. And I was like, have you seen Transparent? And they hadn't seen it. And I was like... <laughs> This is this is the best you're, you're this, It's like such a happy thing that that exists
1: Right No, I'm not As private it. about my terrorist cell that I asked.
0: <laughs> Are you in Ohio yeah. right now? Yeah Um. I love that Um. Okay, we don't have a lot of time We're out of here We have 15 minutes Okay here, Here's the speed round Oh, speed uh, round Yeah, you're going to love it Okay Sh- Should my dad stop calling bus people amigo? <laughs> no, I'm just going to come <laughs> just, uh, Yes, that's a quick yes Immediately <laughs> That's a quick yes um what's a what's a what's the most valuable lesson you've learned about or one of them about acting? Cause I love how you act. And oh, god, don't give me that shit about you. Don't know what you're doing. I no, I just mean like sometimes I fear, I,
1: my fear is that um is that I I, my fear is always that I plateau, right? Like that I you always have discoveries in your art and you're like, Oh my god, I could that's amazing. Like I I broke a new layer. Like at groundlings, I I'm writing characters constantly and you were and you would plateau and then just you would put up shit after shit after shit (laughs) and then you're just like I learned that that's when I would get super like a big boner because I was like I've been so bad for such a long time right now that I'm about to do my best work like it was that thing of like I'm about to be so fed up being so mediocre that I'm about to break a wall a barrier and put up a sketch. It's going to be really fun. And it would happen, you know, sometimes it would really string out longer than you thought. Hmm. My point is, is that, um, I'm worried that, you know, as I've become w- working more and more, I start to get, uh, instead of auditioning, I start to get, um, offers, right. And I start to get offers for a thing that people know I can do. And, and so, I I think when you say what's the biggest thing you've learned, I know that I I have to keep expanding, or I'm dead, or I'm mm. bad, I mm. or I'm 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 or I'm only I'm a one trick pony. I'm, I can't do anything else, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, because of the pandemic, like there's just not a lot of ways to flex acting, and I'm afraid that I'm atrophying, like that 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 my my range is going to shrink, you know.
0: Yeah, I totally understand. That is the way of nature. It's like keep growing or yeah. become rigid and break. Right. So that's really interesting. I love that. And, and like that, I
1: hear my voice sometimes. I'm like, that'll uh, that's becoming a problem, you know, this my midwestern thing that keeps coming out, you know, and like, oh why that? You know, it's like that's gotta <laughs> stop.
0: Bill Murray never stopped. I, I feel I feel like that's an undiagnosed meaning an unrecognized reason we love Bill Murray is that he's like, What's wrong with that? Like, we just we just <laughs> love I want my hat back. <laughs> we just love a guy that says H-Y-A-T for hat. hat. Well, if you give me your hat, maybe we could talk.
1: Oh, my God. That's such a good impression. <laughs>
0: We've had like 50 uh, years of that. and we, we So maybe you're okay. And we're like, more, more. What about auditioning? Yeah. What did you learn about auditioning? Because that's a tricky thing. Uh, I wrote my notes for you on the back of side. So I'm, I'm oh, taping every cool. once in a while. And it made me think to ask you what your tips, tips,
2: tips, (laughs) what are your Um,
1: hot tips? You know, it's interesting. I just, I was just complaining that I don't audition and like push myself anymore. And I did get an audition for something that I really want. And I was really hoping I would get an offer and I haven't gotten an offer. Mm. And, um, so I had to put something on tape yesterday and, uh, I got to fight, you know, I got to fight for this one. Right. Mm. And I, and I, I did a tape and I was like, it's good. It's good. You know, It's good. Like, they should just hire me because I can do this part. I know I can. And and then this is good. And I showed my friend who is potting with us right now. And she went, and I love her because she's a real friend. She went, mm. I go, it's not a slam dunk, huh? And she's like, no. I mean, it's all right. You know, it's
0: just. I know uh, this, Fred. Yeah. And then, <laughs> it's, it's, it's,
1: it's all right. right. It's all right. And it's just, it's a bit, hmm what would you do if you were actually doing the part? And I was like, um, not what I just put on tape. Wow. And I went back and did it again. And, and I just was, had that feeling of like, do what you want to do if you had the part because they're, mili- they're going to look at this and either they're going to look for reasons not to cast me or they're going to look for reasons to cast me. Mm. But what do I think I'm going to pull over on them by doing something really safe
2: Mm -hmm. And middle
1: of the road Because if I can't do What I want to do on the day Why would I even want that job
0: Mm. That's that's hitting me home Because I often It's like the roles It's like Mm -hmm. the people that play the role of the investor at the bar
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm playing the role of the guy who's auditioning Mm -hmm. Instead of really trying to embody The guy who's on set doing it Mm -hmm. Which would be better Mm -hmm. It helps that there's a little crowd I like a little crowd Yeah, yes
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, by the way, it's Tess Morris who said that she's a writer, and I'm sure she would. Writers always want credit for the smart things they say.
0: That's right. right well, there you go. She's <laughs> she's wonderful. Well, Kaybird, we're almost out of time, so I'll just ask you the last question. Although okay. we could clearly talk forever, I want to know what's great about Ethiopia, but we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to know the secret of the universe, but I feel like we covered that at the top. <laughs> what a what a pretentious thing to say. We talked about it at the fig- top
1: No, I think we figured it out If anybody has it. any questions then
0: We
1: nailed
0: it Our email is info at Vistaprint um, <laughs> the, uh, Okay, so the last question is Can you remember a time in your life Where you laughed really hard Like you laughed to the point of tears mm-hmm. Maybe somebody fell Maybe somebody farted mm-hmm. uh, Can you tell me a hard laugh story? Oh, God It doesn't Um, have to be good. This is what I always say. No, no, no.
1: I just recently I was like, oh, I laughed so hard. Thank you. I really needed that. I really needed that. What was I (laughs) talking about? Well, I did just watch Barb and Star Visit Del Mar, and that was the funniest damn movie.
0: It was super Um, funny, yeah.
1: So funny. But what? There was something recently where I just lost my mind laughing, and I was like, God, I needed that so badly. (laughs) (laughs) So badly. It was... Just can't remember. Those kind of laughing that kind of laughing where you're just out of your mind.
0: You've never seen Fred fall down. <laughs> Although you're sweet. If I saw I Val do. fall down, I don't laugh. But if Val farts or something oh, I tend I tend to lose it.
1: Yeah. Um no farts will kill me every time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Farts no. just
1: are the funniest. I I can't remember. it, Pete, this is so it's sad.
0: Okay. It's okay.
1: It's so sad. It's when you came over one time.
0: And yeah, right. We, we do, do laugh so a we lot. Just laugh. Oh my god! I um, want my hat back. We do. <laughs> we do laugh a lot. Whenever I leave you and Fred's place, I always say to Val, "I feel like you're similar. Maybe I don't know, but I'll go. Do they like us?" And, <laughs> and then Val goes. Pete, they were laughing at everything you said. And I was like, yeah, but was it too much or something? But we do have really good laughs. And one of my favorite things was watching the trajectory of like how dark, like can I make Jewish jokes to Uh you guys? And when we started seeing that you love that and you'd yes and it, I was like, okay, now we're off to the races and and we have such a, a good time Making no. fun of each other's cultures. <laughs> 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 well, good. Don't worry about it. All right. I know you have to leave. I'm so glad we could do this. We finally Me did it.
1: Too. I know, and I, Thank you. I can't you. wait to
0: see you. <laughs> I can't wait to hang. Please tell Fred I said hello. Val yeah, sends her love to. Please tell too.
1: Val I say hello and kiss your beautiful daughter
0: for we us. We will. What's the puppy's name?
1: Uh, Wizbear. Wizbear.
0: <laughs> Wizbear. bear
1: W U Z Z A. Like fuzzy,
0: wuzzy, wizza bear. Whizza bear.
1: It's like in between waza and whizza, it's whizza. <laughs> wizza.
0: It's wuzza. Wuzza.
1: Yeah. Like woolly. Wuzza. Yeah. Wuzza bear.
0: <sighs> Beautiful. Can't wait yeah. to meet Wuzza bear. And Jeff. Thank <laughs> you. And Jeff, who I know. Well, K Bird, would, would you please say, we have the guests say, keep it crispy. It's how we sign off. You say the catchphrase, okay. which is keep it crispy.
1: You just keep it crispy, okay? <laughs>
0: Why are you so good? Oh, why are Ooh. you so good? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you.
1: Okay. Wait. I can't wait to see you in re- IRL. IRL.
0: LOL. Okay. Thanks, okay. Ha-
1: thanks so much for having me. It really is an honor.
0: Well, of course.
1: Bye bye. Bye. I'm so crispy. My ice cream.